Hello, my name is Regina M. Dick, and this is Prayer Warriors 365. Prayer Warriors 365 is an online mission to bring prayer warriors together. An effective prayer warrior is one through their personal walk with Jesus Christ to find truth and freedom in the fullness of salvation. This is a one day at a time, 365 day a year journey through the power of the Holy Spirit which produces in us a fullness or a completeness in Christ as we put on the full armor each day. This completeness produces powerful and effective intercessory prayer, bringing victory in every area of our lives. Prayer Warriors 365 is created to encourage, support, and unite Christians in the good fight of faith in Jesus Christ as we join together in prayer creating a tidal wave ripple effect impacting personal lives, families, communities, nations, and the world, bringing unity and purpose to God's kingdom. Good News Broadcasting and Multimedia sponsors Prayer Warriors 365. You can find us at gnbm.org. We are an online Christian interactive news organization designed to spread the good news gospel of Jesus Christ via modern multimedia technology. Live broadcast of Prayer Warriors 365 can be found on Blog Talk Radio. You can find us at blogtalkradio.com forward slash Prayer Warriors 365. Also, we take the audio and convert it to video. And you can find us at youtube.com forward slash Prayer Warriors 365 or our other channel for Good News Broadcasting, which is youtube.com forward slash GNBM. We ask you to go to both of these channels, check out the videos, subscribe, and also share with others. This is the way that you can support this mission. Connect with others. Subscribe to the YouTube channels and also go to the Blog Talk Radio and follow us. Listen to it and participate. That is what we do as prayer warriors. There are prayer programs all over the world these days. Join one. We want to encourage and support the movement of the Holy Spirit in the form of prayer that is going on in our world today. Today is Day 20, The Power of Praying in Tongues. What we're going to be talking about is the gift of tongues, which is one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So let's begin and talk about where the gift of tongues came from. And we're going to be talking about, more specifically, we're going to be discussing praying in tongues uh, versus just speaking tongues, let's say, in a group. And let's begin with an Acts and where tongues came from. It says in Acts 2, 1 through 3, When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place, and suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting, and divided tongues as a fire appeared over them, and rested on each one of them. Then in Acts 2 and 4 it goes on to say, And they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Let me repeat this, Acts 2, 4. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues 
as the Spirit gave them utterance. This is not of man, but of the Holy Spirit. Let's address speaking in a group versus praying in the Spirit. In other words, praying in tongues or speaking in tongues when we're in a group of people or at church versus praying in tongues. And let's see what this says because there's different verses and there's a lot of controversy. In 1 Corinthians 14, 1 through 19, it starts off, it says, Pursue love and earnestly desire the spiritual gifts. This is Paul speaking, Apostle Paul. Especially that you may prophesy. For one who speaks in a tongue speaks not to men, but to God. For no one understands him, but he utters mysteries in the Spirit. On the other hand, the one who prophesies speaks to people for their upbuilding and encouragement and consolation. The one who speaks in tongues builds up himself, but the one who prophesies builds up the church. Now, I want you to speak in tongues, but even more to prophesy. The one who prophesies is greater than the one who speaks in tongues, unless someone interprets, so that the church may be built up. Now, brothers, if I come to you speaking in tongues, how will I benefit you unless I bring you some revelation or knowledge or prophecy or teaching? If even lifeless instruments such as a flute or the harp do not give distinct notes, how will anyone know what is played? And if the bugle gives an indistinct sound, who will get ready for battle? So with yourselves... With your tongue you utter speech that is non-intelligible. How will anyone know what is said? For you will be speaking into the air. There are doubtless many language, different languages in the world, and none is without meaning. But if I do not know the meaning of the language, I will be a foreigner to the speaker, and the speaker a foreigner to me. So with yourselves, since you are eager for manifestations of the Spirit, strive to excel in building up the church. Therefore, one who speaks in a tongue should pray that he might may interpret. For if I pray in tongue, my spirit prays, but my mind is unfruitful. What am I to do? I will pray with my spirit, but I will pray with my mind also. I will sing with my spirit, but I will sing with my mind also. Otherwise, if you give thanks with your spirit, how can anyone in the position of an outsider say amen to thanksgiving when he does not know what you are saying? For you are, will be giving thanks well enough, but the other person is not built up. I thank God that I speak in tongues more than all of you. Nevertheless, in church... I would rather speak five words with my mind in order to instruct others than 10,000 words in a tongue. And what Paul is saying is that speaking in tongues, speaking out loud, let's say within a congregation, we want to pray for interpretation. So people that they may understand, and it will build up the church. Tongues was a sign and is a sign today that the Holy Spirit is moving in someone, that that person is surrendered to the movement of the Holy Spirit. And oftentimes people will say it is the sign that they, indeed the Holy Spirit is there. And what it is is a sign of surrender of that person in trusting in God. 
So what we're going to be talking about is not edifying the church, not speaking in tongues in a church setting and prophesying. We're going to talk about praying in tongues. This is prayer warriors. So this is something that is a personal aspect praying in tongues and it also can be used in praying over others many will lay hands on people in prayer and speak in tongues but let's kind of get an idea of what that is so Paul again is talking about the church building up the church and that's what we want to do but to build up the church also requires us being built up in that relationship with the Lord and knowing who he is and connecting with him through the power of the Holy Spirit so let's begin here in Romans 10:9 it says the very first step as a born again believer in Jesus Christ is to confess with our mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and that he died for our sins and that on the third day he rose again from the dead so what are we doing we're confessing with our mouth our mouth is very powerful it has the power of life and death and as a born again believer Christ said to confess with our mouth and believe in our hearts. So, as a born-again believer, we make that confession. That is salvation. We trust and believe in Jesus Christ and who he is. In Ephesians 2, 8, it says, For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not of your own doing. It is the gift of God. Now this is what we need to really get our head around as much as we possibly can. Salvation is a gift. The Holy Spirit is a gift. Tongues is a gift from God. We as His children, we receive these gifts and it requires on our part not to question the gifts but to receive very simply so let's continue what makes praying in tongues so powerful let's take a look number one it is the evidence of our trust in God and that his Holy Spirit resides in us and again it is a manifestation of the Holy Spirit just like at the very beginning when the Holy Spirit descended upon the disciples and apostles and they spoke in tongues because the Spirit gave them utterance this is something that oftentimes people will say well you're not really born again believer you really don't have the Holy Spirit if you don't speak in tongues and the tongues are there it is our part is to receive the Holy Spirit and to surrender to the movement of the Holy Spirit and that's the key it all has to do with that connection take note it is the evidence of our trust in God and that indeed the Holy Spirit is residing in us so it's not a matter of we cannot speak in tongues it is a matter of will we not surrender in humility and trust in God especially where his gifts are concerned it's a gift do you receive it the problem with 
putting it into our understanding is that we want to analyze it, to figure it out, questioning God and his gifts. Remember, the very first thing that we learn to surrender is our understanding, to trust in God. Trust means surrendering. It means not questioning. Like little children, they perfectly believe their father. Now I want to interject here just a little bit of my own personal testimony. I came from a particular religious Christian denomination that did not have a specific practice of speaking in tongues or the gifts of the Holy Spirit. I went through at age 12 a ritual that was supposed to usher in my belief system and the Holy Spirit. But it was quite by chance, accident, or maybe divine intervention. And I happened to be babysitting with this lady. And she kept going to these meetings. And when she would come back from these meetings, she was on fire. She glowed. There was something that was different. And here I was, a 12-year-old child, and just totally oblivious to God, the Holy Spirit, or anything else, but being 12 years old, I saw something, I felt something, I knew something deep in my spirit. So it, it testified to my spirit. I asked her what it was. She said she was born again, and she received the Holy Spirit, and she spoke in tongues. She showed me. She showed me the Bible verses. She prayed over me. I received the Holy Spirit. I spoke in tongues very easily. And I continued with the gifts of prophecy and several other things. And what I realized as I got older, as a child, we don't question adults. We don't question our parents. We just do it. She was an elder person. I heard what she said and I received it and I just did it so like a little child if we will believe and trust in the Lord then indeed we will receive any and all gifts he has for us that's the key is to trust him so it's not a matter if we can do it it's there it's a matter of will we do it by surrendering and trusting in him number two surrender to Jesus Christ means every part of us he commanded us to receive the Holy Spirit. Jesus commanded the apostles and disciples to wait until the promise of the Father came to them in Jerusalem, in the room, the upper room. The Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke in tongues. But remember, he commanded the apostles and disciples to wait until the promise of the Father. They didn't know what it was, but he commanded them to wait. A command requires obedience. As believers in Jesus Christ, we simply obey. He doesn't ask us if we feel like being led to receive, if it fits our religious, doctrinal, or denominational beliefs, or even if we feel comfortable. Just like myself as a little child, I didn't question this lady that brought this into my life. I just did it. And it came and flowed so naturally. As we grow older, we become jaded and we begin to question everything. 
as believers, we're saying, Lord, with my mouth, I've confessed that I believe in you. And I trust that if I'm going the wrong way, or if this is the wrong thing, indeed, you will stop it. But it still requires walking in faith and trusting. Number three, surrender of our tongue, the most powerful bodily member to the Spirit of God ushers in a divine connection to God. From our understanding, our control, our bodies to our tongues, surrender and obedience opens the door to divine insight into the kingdom of God. So first, we're going to surrender our understanding. We're trusting in God. If this is not the way we're supposed to go, He'll stop us. Do you really trust Him? That's the question. We surrender our control. We're saying, Lord, I am surrendering my need to try to control things. I'm going to trust you. We surrender our bodies to our and to our then to our tongues for obedience. And this opens that door into the kingdom of God and to understanding what He puts in us to understand. Because remember, one of the gifts is wisdom and understanding. So next, God trusts us enough to give us his gifts. The question is, do we trust him enough to receive? Number four, a new dimension of prayer. The connection is made. The tongue is surrendered. The body on fire with pure agape love. The door is open to heaven. That connection that dimension that we as natural human beings are clueless but when we surrender and we have that connection and we're praying in tongues it's something just like the apostles and disciples it's something they could not explain and no one else would understand in fact when they went out to the crowds and were speaking in tongues people thought they were drunk or crazy or something was wrong the natural man's not going to understand it. That is the reason we trust. We trust in God and we surrender. Where normal words are limited by man's perspective, they fall short. God opens up a new dimension of prayer, creating a Holy Spirit-driven language. Notice here, Holy spirit driven language. Some will call it the spirit language. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about the Holy Spirit. One spirit. Number five. Unity in the entire body of Christ. As children of God we cannot boast of tongues. We cannot take control or explain it away. It indeed kind of levels that playing field. It brings all of us together in a spirit of humility and unity because no one is higher than another. Because when man talks, you know, he can project himself as knowing more. But with tongues, it humbles us. And many people have a problem getting to that place of humility. And that, that is what exactly what the Lord calls us to do, is to surrender, be humble. That is where the answers are. That is that place that connects us with God. So as we speak in tongues, nobody can boast about it, other than saying, I can speak in tongues. 
we can't control what we're be is being said or even explain it away it's a matter again of surrendering and it indeed brings us together in a spirit of humility and unity where Babel separated us through language because of our arrogance Holy Spirit led tongues brings us together because of our united trust in God so it's a connection and as believers if you are a believer you know firsthand feeling that connection with people you don't even really know personally but you do both have that connection of the Holy Spirit and that belief in Jesus Christ tongues does the same thing we are connected because we know we connect with God so it's not the tongues itself but it's the connection and the surrender and the humility number six it's part of bringing nations together in line with the Great Commission so let's take first of all a look at the Great Commission in Matthew 28 18 through 20 it says and Jesus came and said to them all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me go therefore and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you and behold I am with you always to the end of the age his Holy Spirit is with us notice all that he has commanded praying in tongues enforces that spiritual bond that crosses all ethnic language or cultural bar barriers it is indeed a connection that we have with other believers throughout the world and coming together praying in tongues praying in tongues separately but together in other words we are praying in the Spirit number seven the Holy Spirit directs our praying in tongues to line up in accordance with the will of God in Romans 8:27, it says now he who searches the heart knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for all the Saints according to the will of God what it's saying here is indeed the Spirit knows the Holy Spirit God the Father God the Son God the Holy Spirit knows us better than we know ourselves he makes intercession for us according to the will of God there's the key right there makes intercession for the Saints according to the will of God it is essential that we have this connection with God Praying in the Spirit of God assures us that we are in fact praying in the will of God, especially when we are unsure how to pray. We can think of it as we are a hundred percent sure when we're praying in tongues that we're praying in the will of God. In 1 John 5:14 and 15, it says, Now this is the confidence that we have in Him, that if we ask anything according to his will he hears us and if we know he hears us whatever we ask we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him praying in tongues again searches our hearts searches our mind and prays perfectly the will of God 
That was day 20. This is Prayer Warriors 365. We want to invite you to join us on Blog Talk Radio. We have an Armor Up AM morning program. Go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash prayer warriors 365. We have it Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 a.m. Central Standard Time. Thank you for joining us.